Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technologies, ATRA, Sustainable Agriculture Program, with support from the USDA Rural Business Cooperative Service. Hi, this is Heather Lingle with NCAT. In this episode, NCAT's Robert Maggiani talks with Juan Regosa about his farm in South Texas. Robert is a sustainable agriculture specialist with NCAT's ATRA Sustainable Agriculture Program and NCAT's Southwest Regional Office in San Antonio, Texas. Juan moved to the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas in 2007 with little money. His goal was to farm vegetables for his family. At first, he borrowed some land to farm, and then he was able to purchase seven acres with the help of a USDA loan and is now the owner of Terra Preta Farm in Edinburgh, Texas. NCAT has worked with him on several projects over the past five years and helped him get his farm certified organic. Juan talks about the challenges of starting from scratch to become a farmer in an underserved community. Let's listen. We're here at the UTRGV Business Center, and we're going to be interviewing one of the farmers uh, down here, Juan Dragosa. Juan, thanks for uh, participating. Thank uh, you, Lord. The first uh, very simple question we have of you is tell us a little about your a little bit about your farm. Okay. Um, well, I came here to the Rio Grande Valley back in 2007 just with the idea to start growing organic vegetables. I didn't have any land, hardly any money. Um, and uh, I started just borrowing a small piece of land from a neighbor that lived in the corner. He was like an older gentleman. And I approached him and he was a little hesitant. And after all, uh, he allowed me to to start growing some vegetables. So that was the, the, the very beginning from what we're doing now. But right now, I mean, as time went by, we were able to purchase seven acres and then we certified them organic. Um, and right now we have those seven acres and we are trying to um, jump into wholesale in a bigger land and 20 acres. What's the name of your farm? The name is Terra Preta Farm which uh, means uh, like black soils farm or dark soil farm. Okay. Uh, yeah, we picked the name from um, some type of soils they found on the Amazonian and they realized or they found out they were very fertile and they named them Terra Preta do Indio because they believe the, the tribes in that area improve the soil so it would be that, that fertile. So okay. we, Why did you decide to become a farmer? Um, well, my background in the family, I mean, there is a background in the family uh, for uh, agronomy. The, I had like a more of a scientist. Um, my uncle, he was a corn breeder and I had an animal science uncle. So I was always interested to go to the uh, agricultural university. Um, so I went to, I finished, I, I got my degree in agronomy, but I started farming more after um, we had our first daughter and I wanted to start growing organic vegetables. That's when I started doing and trying to learn everything again because I hadn't done it in a long time um, from scratch. And that's, that's, that's why I decided to become an organic farmer. 
to provide food for your kids? For my yeah. family, yeah, that, that was the intention, yeah. Well, I'm curious, uh, a lot of uh, Hispanic folks I know when they tell me that they uh, are going into agriculture, they also tell me they got some very varied reactions from their family. What was your family's reaction to your career in agriculture? It wasn't bad because, uh, like I said, my uncles, they were already, uh, they went to that school and, and they were very known. I mean, my uncle, he visited China, Yugoslavia, he would talk to the president. So there was a good impression about the degree of agriculture, but not, uh, not we didn't know much about the farming side. So when I went to that school, there, I didn't see any objections from my parents. They were okay. So I guess in my, my situation is, is different than the migrant workers where they tell their kids to get out of farming. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm curious about um, uh, some uh, assistance that you've been getting from agencies that are supposed to be doing that. For example, from USDA. What sort of experience have you had, or would you say that, that uh, they've helped you here in the Valley from any one of the agencies of USDA? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were able to finance or buy that seven acres uh, with the help of USDA. Uh, we got a farm ownership loan, and if it wasn't for that, we would never be able to purchase land. I mean, they give us no down payment, and then you can pay every year so they give you two growing seasons that we have here in the valley to come up with the money for the payment. So that was a great support from USDA, I mean, Farm Service Agency. Then later on, once we had the land, they gave us or they loaned us a microloan for 30000 And that also made a huge impact in the farm. We were able to build a pond uh, purchase um, or pay the, the, the cost of shipping for a high tunnel. We brought electricity, we built a call room, we, we, we bought some equipment. So because of that, we were able to jump our production and, and, and increase revenues and be able to make the payments. So it, it was really helpful. What about NRCS? From NRCS, the same. We have had a lot of support from them. Uh, with the high tunnel, with, through the EQIP program, we qualify for a high tunnel. Um, they are supporting me with the cost for the cover crop seeds, uh, soil analysis, and they also help me installing a, a irrigation pipe. So, like I said, if we didn't have that support, I don't know if we would be able to to be where we are right now. How did you go about uh, making sure that support happened? Well, uh, first, uh, you know, information, you know, you got to know what kind of programs are out there. So I will visit the, the offices and it takes some, a uh, little bit of persistence, you know, I mean, they have to see you there, follow up sometimes because, I mean, they're busy. They have so many other farmers to, to help. So that's what it took, you know, just uh, follow up. Give him a call. Stop. Stop by the office and and um, uh, inquire about new programs and and keep track of your records to to show to them. Okay. What about uh, County Extension Service, the AgriLife agent? 
Ah, uh, you know, county extension. I um, I got some support um. At the very beginning, when I came here, uh, I remember there was hardly any information out there here in this area about organics. So I remember uh, a professor or a doctor from there visited my farm and and actually they had a training about organic certification back in the day. And I remember seeing Diana back then, we were one of the first ones there. and, and um, so I, I use their support mostly at the beginning with information and, and, and lately, every once in a while, I go for a training or something that they have. Okay. Yes, but um, yeah, basically information, uh, good information they, they bring and we, we take it. What about Texas Department of Agriculture? Have they given you any assistance? Yes, I, I received a visit from TDA uh, a few months ago. Um, on food safety, they just hire a new a new person for that position. So he called me. We set up an appointment. We visited and um, and uh, also, I mean, I cannot forget this. But from TDA, I had received the Young Farmer Grant three times. <laughs> so that also has completely made a difference. Um, I mean, once when you're starting, you're always tight on budget, uh, things are kind of rough. So when you get the Young Farmer Grant and they support you with 50% of the cost, it allows you to do so many things that you wouldn't be able to do. And the reason I think we, we were awarded three times is because they saw improvement. They saw, they saw that we were growing. And, um, you know, we started with a, a small group of, of a CSA and then we move into a program uh, with the hospital, and then we try to get into wholesaling. So I, I think they saw that we were moving forward, we were growing, and, and they, they considered that, uh, that we deserve the support one more time. So of course, TDA has been very helpful through the John Farmer Grant. Excellent. So uh, what about any other agencies that have helped you other than those three? Can you think of any other ones? Uh, well, you know, um, I do a lot of, um, of course, NCAD, ATRA, I go online and get a, a lot of information. At the beginning, I will get a lot of the, the flyers from, from ATRA, the conferences, and I will learn and get new ideas. So ATRA, the research that NCAD is doing, uh, some of the research the university is doing here, uh, UTRGV. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, I, I can't think of any others right now. Uh, well, of course, uh, Food First in California. They have also made a visit here to the Valley, uh, I think one or two times actually. And, and they helped me to go to South America to exchange knowledge with the farmers there and at the same time learn. So Food First, uh, uh, Eric Hall Jimenez has also uh, tried to help some of the farmers here. Yeah, so okay. there'll be another agency, Food First. So uh, again, I'll, I'll ask you again, what's your strategy for really getting the help from all of these uh, organizations? Is it networking? Um, Going to conferences, it's probably all of the above. 
you know, I, I didn't really have a strategy. Um, I didn't know anyone at TDA. I think uh, just uh, writing a, a good proposal uh, with or loans at FSA also, uh, you know, those numbers need to work. You know, it has to be something realistic. Uh, that's as far as loans and grants, that's it. That's the only strategy, I would think, you know, uh, um, work out your numbers good for, for loans and for the proposals, just uh, write them as best as you can. And for the other organization, it's just uh, your work, you know, what you do. And and if you're doing a good job, they're willing to, to provide the support. And if they see you're doing some impact in the community, they're, they're willing to support. Okay. If resources weren't a problem, where would your farm be 10 years from now? What would you be doing? What's your best case scenario? Uh, my best case scenario would be to make it more sustainable. Uh, I will have to, I mean, I would like to do more community involvement. And uh, I mean, just just uh, making a decent living off of it. Uh, right now, I I need a second job in order to make ends meet. Uh, so I would like not to get rich, but I would like to do that full time. Just you know, to provide for the family and and, and just live decently, where you can pay a a piano tuition for your kids, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, like like an IT job or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, software or any other job uh, yeah more, more sustainable and and I would like to to be more um, to to have more of the local markets I mean I'm doing a little bit of wholesale right now to, to central Texas but I think there is a lot of opportunity and potential here but it's taking it's taking a little while so I would like to just do the sales here locally okay what about with schools with schools, we would love to, to do something with schools. We, we have tried, we did a little bit of sales last year. This year, we haven't been able to, to get an answer back. We, you know, we, we let them know we have a product, but uh, yeah, we, we, I think there is a lot of potential there too, but we, we are not tapping into it yet. So I would will, I will, I will love to do that too with the schools. Okay, thank you, Juan. Okay. Okay, Juan. Well, on behalf of NCAT and ATRA, I want to thank you for giving us this brief interview and to let you know that we're certainly real proud of uh, being able to work with you over these years, and we hope to keep doing it. Well, thank you for having me, Robert. Hope to see you again soon. Okay, thank you, Juan. Thank you for listening to ATRA, Voices from the Field. Depending on the platform you're listening on, if you can, be sure to rate us and leave a review or comment. For more information on this topic, you can contact Robert Maggiani directly at robertm at ncat.org. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-M at N-C-A-T dot O-R-G. And in the notes below, you'll find links to ATRA resources related to the discussion. Please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at ncat.org. That's A-S-K-A-N-A-G at N-C-A-T dot O-R-G.
Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics. Everything from farm planning to pest management, produce to livestock, soils to aquaculture. You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at ATRA's website at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.